On today's show, Luka Doncic drops 51, a career high against the Clippers. Something about playing that team. And of course, what about that Kristaps Porzingis trade? We broke it down a little bit in the emergency episode, but we're going to talk about what it means for the Mavericks now. What does it tell us about Porzingis? How Nico Harrison has evaluated this team and where the Mavs are going in the future. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we are so close. To 10,000 subscribers. So incredibly close. Thanks to everybody that has watched our videos, that watched the Emergency Pod episode, that listened to the Emergency Pod. Go check out that episode if you haven't already. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The 50 Burger Boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Is it a coincidence? Luka Doncic drops 50 on the day that Kristaps Porzingis is traded. I mean... Put the put the music on. I was thinking the conspiracy hat one, but oh, oh you ready for the oh conspiracy? Even though Luka Doncic said he woke up, <laughs> he was just tired. He needed some coffee. Then he wasn't tired anymore. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we'll talk about the trade. We're like Nick said, we had an emergency pod. Hours ago, literally hours ago, um, we were recording this like midnight, but <clears throat> go back and listen to that. We'll break it down even more tonight. Yeah. First, I also want to say your hair is impeccable tonight. It's, Isn't it? This, this is like a wave. This is one of the biggest waves I've seen. I feel like someone should be, should be like surfing it. <laughs> But um, the other day I was looking, I was really close to Johnny Bravo. I think I, I think I've, <laughs> I think I've found a good center here with this hair. This is this is all day hair for me today. Uh, yeah, uh, we got us. I mean, we got to start. The, the Mavericks get the win over the Clippers, 112 to 105. Clippers or well, the Mavericks don't have obviously Christoph Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr. But that guy, that dude, that man, Isaac. It's been a while, but we get to celebrate and we get to be happy about. <laughs> Luka Doncic drops 51 points, his career high. He just goes off in the first quarter, has 28 points. And overall in the game, 7 of 14 from 3. I think he hit all those in the first quarter, right? He was 7 of yeah. 10 from 3 in the first quarter. Uh, 17 of 26 overall from the field. Also had 6 assists and 9 rebounds. He is now the second leading. Uh, he has the number 2 single game scoring game. <laughs> He's now so number good. 2 all-time in Mavs history for most points scored in a single game. Dirk had 53 one game. And so I, this was an incredible game from Luka. He just put it on, and he was he was ready to go from the jump. And you say you put the conspiracy music on, but I do think that Luka was playing more free. I think that he was out there. He was feeling good. He was either either he was excited about you know uh, Dorian Finney-Smith getting his deal because that's his guy. He's he's excited about Dorian getting paid, or 
something else may have happened in, in the Mavs organization where there's just all of a sudden, it's just a different vibe, right? You're bringing in new blood, like new guys are coming to the team and all of a sudden he just feels like, okay, we're going to hit this second half of the season or set, you know, last third of the season. And, you know, I don't have to worry about giving KP his touches and doing things like that and, and worrying about his feelings, you know, all kinds of different things that he's had to do the last couple of years with Porzingis. And, I, I'm going to wildly speculate that that may have had something to do with the way he was playing tonight. Plus, he loves playing against those Clippers. He he does love playing against the Clippers, but it, it is, it's just, if you believe it or not, just the timeline of it of, you know, I mean, less than an hour, almost less than 30 minutes before the deadline, the Porzingis trade, you know, happens. And it kind of shook out a lot of people, even, you know, people, I mean, yeah. Brad tweet, Brad tweeted at the Brad, game Brad Townsend. and Brad Townsend saying that you know the the posters you know were on the seats tonight were supposed to be you know Christoph Porzingis and you know so it's like I think it, it shook a lot of people even like national media I've listened to a few podcasts already and it's like a lot of people trying to figure out man what's Dallas doing are they you know are they get they're giving up on this you know Porzingis trade from a few yes. years ago already <laughs> yes you know they are. What, how are they going to play small ball? They don't have a center. Like true. I, th- I feel like a lot of people had a lot of questions. Like, what are they getting with Dan Whitting Burton? How's that fit? Like, does it, and everybody's kind of like, what is this direction of the Mavs right now? Are they taking a step back to go forward? And like all this stuff. And the very first time we get to see the Mavs play after this massive deal is a few hours later at home against the Clippers, the team that, Hey, um, you know, they got to be in the playoffs last year. And in the before. first quarter, Luca goes out and dro- and drops that, and you know seven threes, and he, he should have had over thirty in the first quarter because he missed three free throws. But it's just, it was just wild. It was a wild coincidence. It was wild. I mean, Luca loves big moments. He loves yes. moments, yes. and whether this is however you want to say a big moment or not, it was just a unique moment that he just capitalized in, and it was just kind of a reminder to all the Mavs fans and really everybody of. Hey, we can move pieces around me and stuff, but I'm still a top five player in the league. Like mm. I'm still one of the greatest players in the in the NBA. And yeah. So it was crazy. That first quarter was insane. I mean, even before that, in pregame, he hit a shot. He hit a, a shot from the the sidelines at half court and everybody was going crazy. I mean, it just seemed like there was just a different air in the arena for him. Now, whether you want to connect the dots about the Porzingis trade or not. Chris Luka Doncic goes off. I I do still have questions about playing a, t- a lengthy defending team like the Clippers, right? If Luca can't do what he did now in the second half, they really tried to shut him down really hard. They tried the trapping thing. They tried, you know, to double team him. They tried all that kind of stuff. And Luca only had 19 points in the second half. Only, <laughs> only slacker <laughs> in that half. But you look at Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson is now there's a bigger spotlight on Jalen Brunson now. Okay. You've played really well this season. Chris Porzingis is out. So there's nobody else. There's no other scapegoat. There's no other, you know, secondary offensive player until Dinwiddie comes in and maybe he can fill that role, but probably not. Brunson is now the guy. So he goes three of 12 in this game. He has 11 points, four assists. He misses all three of his threes. You know, he only has two turnovers, but uh, the spotlight is, was big on Jalen Brunson, in my opinion, when I was watching this game, thinking, okay, how is he going to play against length? We saw last year in the playoffs, Brunson get played off the floor because he couldn't hang with the Clippers. Now, I don't think that happened in this game, but they also didn't have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But he also didn't go out there and you know stake his claim when Luka was off the floor, and that was a little concerning to me. 
oh, well, the spotlight will be on Jalen Brunson the rest of the season and sure. into the playoffs. I mean, even Luca was asked, you know, after the game from McMahon about Brunson and just his fit on the team and all of that, and even going into this offseason. And, you know, Luca even acknowledged, he said, hey, he's going to get paid. He deserves it. There's going to be 30 teams out there that's going to be going after him and all of that. So now that you kept him, now, I mean, let's see how it plays out. And you got to be willing to pay and he's got to be willing to come back. But Luca said this after the game. He said, in talking about the Clippers, he said, they were switching. They didn't want me to create. So I had to go to work. <laughs> and I love that quote from him. I think it was Ty Lue who said before the game, I think it was Law Murray, athletic reporter for the Clippers, yeah. who wrote uh, friend who, of the pot. tweet. Yeah, friend of the pot. And he, he tweeted out a quote from Lou uh, before the game was saying that they basically wanted him. He can even have 40 points or he can have 16 assists. Like it was one or the other. And they try to take away the assists. They try to take away the playmaking. And uh, he, you know, had over 50. So <laughs> that's been their conundrum every single time they ever play Luca, right? That's the, that's what they decide to do. They decide to take away his passing. And, you know, it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't for him. But, but yeah, Luka Doncic, 51. You can't say enough good things about him. The Mavericks did also miss a bunch of shots. If Luka hadn't hit, you know, seven of those 14 threes, then all of a sudden we're saying, okay, well, this team is bad at shooting threes again. And then they win another game while not shooting the ball well from three. Um, and there's a lot of other questions on this team, but I thought they defended well at, at times in this game. They held the Clippers to 22 points in the second quarter, 24 points in the fourth quarter when they were trying to make a comeback. And uh, yeah, the Mavs get this game on the back of Luka. It's really just it's really what it came down to, right? Luka led them to a win, and he scored when the Mavs needed them to. There was times when the Mavs were up by 18, and then the Clippers would come back in this game, and Luka would go on a little run all himself. It was just honestly that simple. Yeah, I mean, that was it, and... That was a game. It, it's weird because he had this monster game. You know, he was you know two points shy from Dirk's record. Um, you know, dribbled the ball out at the end and career night for Luca. And it's like if this happened on literally any other night this entire season, this would be the only thing we would be talking about for forty eight hours. But it just happened to fall on the exact day that they made one of the biggest roster moves in the past. I don't know four years since the Porzingis <laughs> trade, probably. Yeah, I mean, we did our emergency pod today, and it's like, I'm sure you felt the same. I was like, oh, man, like, I haven't felt this since Porzingis trade, you know? like <laughs> Just that it just, was big news and movement, right? Yeah, so, the, something the happened. adrenaline of it and, you know, the text from people and reaching out to people. Yes. was like, hey, what's the, what's going on here? And, like, it's just we haven't had that type of buzz since, yeah, that, that trade. Correct. So shout out to Luca for being tonight's hot man, the hot player. Hot player. But we got to talk about this trade. We got to talk about what this trade tells us about the Dallas Mavericks, about Chris Alporzingis, about how Nico Harrison evaluated the team. He spoke to the media. He spoke to us after the game tonight. So we want to talk about all those quotes and break it all down. We'll uh, talk about all that. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online. .net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football continues, but. The NBA also is, is surging on, raging on to the last stretch of the season. They got odds on the dunk contest, Isaac Harris. Oh, Jalen wow, Green. These are some big ones here. Jalen Green, uh, Lucas Nemesis, Juan Toscano Anderson, Obi Toppin, and Cole Anthony, your boy. Who do you think has the highest odds to or the lowest odds to win the dunk contest? So who is the favorite? Lowest odds? So the uh, lowest, whatever. Lucas guy, yeah. Just, to win the dunk contest. Who do you think will one. win Was is number one? Oh, I think okay. Uh, I know I messed it I, up. I think <laughs> I think Jalen Green will be the favorite. I think Juan is has the 
worst odds. You got the bookends. Jalen Green plus 175. He's the favorite. Uh, Wontasagana Anderson plus 400. He is the uh, the underdog here. Obi Toppin and Cole Anthony then round out the middle. Plus 225 and plus 250. Cole Anthony is Cole Anthony's uh, my is, guy. Is That's third. my pick. Uh, I'm going Obi Toppin in this one. I think I think I would put my money on him because I, I, he he can mm. he can jump out the gym. But so if, Knicks need something. If you want to, us Knicks need something. If you want to check out all that, go ahead. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this trade. So, if you haven't listened to the Emergency Podcast, Christoph Porzingis is heading to the Washington Wizards with a second-round pick, the Mavs 2022 second-round pick, so this season. And in exchange, the Mavericks received Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans from the Wizards. There's some protections on that pick, by the way. couple protections on that pick, yeah. What does this trade tell us about Chris Porzingis? Let's start right there. From what angle? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I think... You know, one, if you're the Wizards right now, if you're Wizards fans, you're happy about it, right? Like, I mean, Dinwiddie hasn't been working out. Bertans hasn't been playing good. And you're like, okay. Both bad contracts at this point. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, you know, swapping those out, you know, those out, we'll get KP and at least swing for the KP thing. Um, All the Wizards fans, you know, doing the upside, unicorn, all that. Been there, done that past three years. Um, We don't have to do it anymore. And I think there's a reason why we're kind of, Okay, we don't have to do that anymore. Wes Edensel Jr. Uh, quote about comparing them uh, to uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray. Um, I think Washington, D.C. is having a toll on him. Yeah, you want me to read that quote to you? Uh, wow. Wizards Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. alluded to Bradley Beal and Chris House Porzingis <laughs> as being similar in style to Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Quote, I think the two of those guys playing a two-man game is going to be a nightmare. I'm not going to compare it to the two guys I used to work with. But it's pretty close. Shout out to Chase Hughes for that uh, that quote. And oh boy, uh, but yeah, this this deal tells us that Chris Porzingis' value was incredibly low, right? We heard from from Bobby Marks. He had heard that you know a year ago the Mavs could not trade Chris Porzingis, right? You know, you, you yeah. hear about players that are untradeable, and then all of a sudden these players get traded. Well, it took a year for the Mavericks to figure out a trade for Porzingis, and they ended up you know finding a trade for him. So. Well, that, yeah, that, it, it tells me that the, his value was so incredibly low that they, they they couldn't do anything else except for this or maybe a salary dump. Yeah, so you know, you referred Bobby Marks, him and you know Zach Lowe on on Zach Lowe's podcast, you know, this afternoon they they touched on this deal and it was Zach Lowe saying with I I know there's a lot of Mavs fans out there that and trust me I've seen them. Some of you been in the DMs, been on you know, t- tweeting the YouTube comments everywhere. Like, yeah. How how like KP's value? This is all they got for KP. Like you have to look look do some more research on other national people, people who know, even know way more than us about KP's value. Like it's it wasn't very high. And it's like you said, Bobby Mark said on the pod. He's like a year ago you can't even trade KP. Like Zach Lowe sitting there talking. He's like. You know, they, they were just done. Like, it seemed, Dallas just done with this experiment, done with the KP experiment, done with trying to, you know, make it work and see if he's going to play and all of that to the extent of, and guys, go listen to the pod. You know, when he, when Zach Lowe asked Bobby Marks, hey, did you see this coming? What'd you think about this? Bobby Marks lead, which shout out to Jake Fisher. He's the first one to report this. Yep. Um, right Jake Fisher's pod. good at his job, by the way. Yep. And Bobby Marks said, hey, I thought Christoph Porzingis was going to Toronto and Mark's and Mark's lays it out. in that of, I thought he was going to Toronto for Dragic, a filler and a pick. And it was going to be more of a salary dump 
by, by, you know, by Dallas. Now, I think there's probably a lot of Mavs fans that right now listening to this saying, I would rather take that. Give me the salary dump and Dragic and all of that. This morning, I tweeted out, you know, after the rumors about, you know, the Jake Fisher tweet about, you know, the, the rumors of the Mavericks and talking about Christoph Porzingis to the, the Raptors, I tweeted out this trade, Porzingis for Dragic, Ken Birch, and Chris Boucher. That was that was the trade. That works money-wise, and that probably was. And then I got 29 responses of people angrily saying, that's ridiculous. Why would you even say this? Stop trolling, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, this that that is probably the I mean, deal that would have came down. So, like, this gives you an indication of, because at that point, and he even, you know, Mark says it, if that if that Toronto deal would have happened, it would have been more of a, hey, Cuban doesn't have to pay tax this coming summer. They can just bring their guys back. And, you know, they have Dragic and all of that. They obviously didn't go with that deal because they went with this Washington deal. And it seems like they believe in Dinwiddie. They they want to, when you look at the theme of Nick Nico Harrison talking after the game, and he addressed the media, and he answered these questions about it. And in the very first few moments of that presser and his thoughts on the trade, he talked about KP. He said, hey, I called KP today. Um, I, I love the transparency of Nico and like, hey, this is my first time doing this. And Nico's sitting there saying, hey, like, I've never called anybody to tell somebody they've been traded. This is the first time. KP was very gracious about it. And he's such a professional, which, you know, KP, all of that. But then he goes into why they did the deal and he references the one term multiple times, like literally, I think four times. It was at least three times flexibility. And it's that flexibility that they get. Zach Lowe talked about it. He talked about in this flexibility of six times. Nico Harrison said the word flexibility tonight like that in that. I think that is just telling of how they're viewing this deal and it's flexibility in, in a couple angles of it. It's flexibility rotation wise, because now you have another ball handler, a creator and Dinwiddie. You have another shooter in there and Bertons, but it's also flexibility contract wise. So you brought up on the on the uh, emergency pod earlier of. You split the KP contract up into two tradable type of contracts that now that gives you flexibility of when you want to go big game hunting again, you it's much easier to trade these type of contracts compared to a $36 million contract of a guy who's you know playing in and out and all of that. Yeah, so that's what it tells us about Christoph Porzingis, right? Where his value was with the Mavs C. Um, we're also learning how Nico Harrison has evaluated this team. A quote that I found very telling tonight when Nico Harrison uh, spoke to us. When asked about the deal and why the deal came together now, he said, timing really just becomes about when it's available. The reason why it wasn't the right time is because the trade just came together. And I think we've had time to evaluate. One of the things I've mm. talked about with you all from the very beginning is really wanting to be around this team and know the team and evaluate the team. I think we've had enough time to do that. We know who we are as a team. And what we need to do to get better. I think all that played a role into this. The, the Mavericks finally, this new front office in Nico Harrison has had enough time now to sit and to watch these guys, to see them play, to see them play under Jason Kidd, to see them play together, different lineups. They've, they've seen maybe the most lineups we've seen over the last couple of years because of COVID and 10-day contracts and all that stuff. They've seen all these guys play together now. They've had film over the last couple of years they can watch and all that. They've had people in the front office that have been there for years that can actually tell them these things too. And now they decided this is the move. We're, we're moving on from Porzingis. And there was also talk about them trying to move the, the Tim Hardaway Jr. contract as well from yeah. Jake Fisher and others uh, that they were going to do that. So I wonder if that is part of this as well, that we're going to evaluate this team. And, you know, even though we just signed Tim Hardaway Jr. to that extension, that, that you know, 
resigned con resigned con resigged contract that Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. got uh, that that now we may move on from him as well. And so I found that very fascinating that they finally evaluated the team enough. And, you know, I know if you're listening, you said, man, I, I knew that they needed to move on from him forever ago, right? I knew that they, you know, needed to do this and needed to add talent and all this stuff for a long time, but they needed the, you know, the front office needed the time. They needed the time to look at this, you know, situation and, and you know, figure out exactly what they needed to, uh, to do with this roster. It took, took him four months to say, "Hey, KB's not going to work here, so uh, we need to." We need to swap. I mean, that's what it came down to, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it probably took him less than four months. But you mentioned that you know, or you kind of said, "Hey, how fans are kind of you know how they could be reacting," and it's it's just why it, it has been a little wild seeing the fan reaction to this because I feel like KP more than anybody has been scrutinized and bashed and everything it's extremely polarizing right yeah you, over the you either were real in his camp and believed in him or just did not believe in him at all thought he was terrible and thought he should go right i yeah, felt it, like you you listening were probably on one of those two ends and there's not many in the middle yeah it's like i i, I came home tonight and i told my wife i was like hey kp got traded today she's like yeah i saw I was like, no, this is like a really big deal. Like, th <laughs> this is like crazy. I didn't, you know, I didn't expect yeah. it to happen today. Right. And she's like, and she literally looked at me. We're in the kitchen. She's like, why is it a big deal? I thought people hated him. And it's like, well, dang. Like, I mean, she doesn't even like follow Matt's Twitter or anything like that. And it's like, <laughs> and, and but that's been the sentiment to where it was kind of confusing to me. Of then he gets traded, and there's like some of the same people that has wanted that that you know him to be gone it's like well now he's gone and it's like all right well people just want to be mad you know? <laughs> yeah so i'm not sure which which side of it you fit on if you're listening right now but um, i was like you know what side i feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know you uh, but coming up let's get into some more about this team what do we know about what the mavs are going to be what does this trade tell us about what the mavs are going to be going forward how nico harrison is going to build out this roster we'll talk about some more lessons we've learned from this trade coming up but before we do let me tell you about Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Synchronize online and in-person sales effortlessly. Stay informed. If Spencer Dinwiddie wants to come in, sell some NFTs, you know, get, get into that crypto game, figure, figure that out, then Shopify can help him. So go check out Shopify helps millions of businesses and empowers them from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Luca just posted a TikTok tonight. Pinterest mm. and more. Gain insight. He's really enjoying tonight. <laughs> gain, gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to Shopify.com slash NBA. That Lockdown NBA part has to be all lowercase. So shopify.com slash locked on NBA for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. Again, shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Also, Isaac, my day has been nuts. I started my day going on WFAA. Appreciate everything that they've done for us. And I got to go on there and talk about the trade deadline and what was happening. And they said, what's the big news today? I said, well, the Ma Mavericks have talked about Christoph Porzingis, but I don't think he's going to get dealt today. And then he got dealt today. I went and then produced a, a show and then I, a, a, a live trade deadline show. Then I went and did an emergency pod with you. And then I went and covered the game in person. Then we came home and now I'm recording this episode. And guess what? It sounded like you needed a snack today. My entire day was was powered by Built Bars because I think I had four Built Bars, three or four Built Bars today. 
Uh, Nick Angstead, powered by Built Bars and Bananas. That's, that's like the only thing I ate today. And I absolutely needed these. They are incredible. They're a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. Go check them out. The coconut brownie chunk literally got me through the day today. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar, and you can get 15% off these if you use the promo code LOCKED15 at checkout. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, we're continuing our conversation. What does this trade tell us about blank, different things? What are the maps going to be? What are we looking forward to? We've we've been talking a couple times about how, okay, it makes this team more multiple. It makes it more flexible. Nico Harrison said flexible six times tonight when talking about what this trade does for the Mavericks. What does flexibility mean? What do, what do these trades allow the Mavericks to, you know, to be on? Let's start with on the court because I think it allows them to, now they can, it can use a couple different lineups. You can try Luca and Dinwiddie together. You can try, you know, Luca and Brunson with Dinwiddie coming off the bench. Not sure how much you could do Brunson and Dinwiddie together. However, Dinwiddie's a little bit bigger of a guard, right? He is yeah, uh, six, like five. six five. He's got like a six, you know, a longer longer wingspan than six five. And so you can play him a little bit. He's a little bit more versatile, and you can play him around. He he fills the you know the Tim role of a scorer off the bench, and I think that that allows you to do some some things as well. And you also have a 6'10", you know, shooter coming off the bench in Davis Bertans that can stretch the floor a little bit more and, uh, and you know, be another shooter when the Mavs, nights when the Mavs are going cold. I don't expect him to have an incredibly huge role, but in nights when the Mavs are, are going cold from three and they need a guy to come in and knock down a couple threes, Davis Bertans can have games where he hits seven threes, you know, or there's six your threes. JJ, there's your J.J. Redick right there. It's true. Yeah, this is your 6'10 J.J. Redick from Latvia <laughs> that yeah. you're getting, right? And so... Uh, on nights like that, he's the, you know, the Chris Porzingis that the Mavs stuck in the corner. He's that guy. <laughs> that, that, he's he's that, that's what he's going to bring. And so I think it gives them some options on the court. And I'm interested to see some of them. The first game that Bertans hits like four threes, fans are going to freak out. But Mark Cuban <laughs> talked to uh, Brad Townsend, Dallas Morning News. Go read the story if you haven't already. And it's kind of the first quotes from the team uh, about this. This is before Nico, Kid, or anybody uh, talked about it. And he had this quote. He said, we have Luca." We have Jalen Brunson. We have Trey Burke, who are really the only guys who can create off the dribble. Maybe Frank Nilakina to a certain extent. He said, but now Spencer does that. So the whole idea of giving Luca a chance to rest every now and then, he's not going to want to rest, but giving him that opportunity to rest. And I think that is, I mean, we have, it's been a broken record for us. How long have we been talking about? They need to add another creator. They need to add another you know, ball could, handler. Could Spencer Dinwiddie be that creator they could add in free agency or maybe the trade deadline, right? Like how many times have we said that? Now, I now I want to be clear too. I don't think Dinwiddie starts. I think Me I think either. Brunson I think Brunson starts and Dinwiddie comes off the bench, but they have another guy now. It's not they're not forcing Burke into that role. They're not forcing Frank Nilakina to handle the ball. Remember that stretch of games? Um now they have a guy. Uh, it that, happened tonight. <laughs> you know what? They have this guy now that Luca sits down or Luca needs some rest. Like, let's put Dinwiddie out there and say, run the show. Like, we've seen this happen in Brooklyn and stuff. So, like, and you know, we <clears throat> we were diving into Dinwiddie's health and stuff, you know, before this. And I think his games played this season, you know, has been thrown out. It's like, oh, Dinwiddie's, you know, he's missed you know, 11 games or 10 games, whatever it is this season so far, we'll do some homework on it. Go look at it. This is his first season coming off the ACL. Well, five of those games that he's missed have been the second night of a back-to-back. So it's a rest plan for him coming off this injury. And then what was the – he had a four-game he stretch missed, that he, he missed. He missed four-game stretch when he tested positive for COVID. Yeah, so it's like, 
okay, well, it's not like he's had like a couple injuries, you know, here and there of that he's he's missed time this year. Like these are explainable times, you know, games missed and stuff. So and he literally didn't miss a game in the 2019-2020 season except for the bubble because he tested positive for COVID then and didn't go to the bubble, right? So he played every single game that season and then the year before that he missed a couple games with um he missed one he missed one stretch of time with with a you know a, an injury and then, but it was only like 9 games or so. And then he played 80 games in the 2018 season, right? So this is a guy this is not a guy that's so injury prone that you're concerned about it, right? He's played a yeah. lot just outside of that ACL. He's played most of the games that he's played. No, he hasn't he's played had most a good of the games season. his teams have played. <laughs> he hasn't had a good season. Like we're no. not trying to like build this up. No. He sucked this year for what you expect of him. But Dallas obviously wants to take that swing. They they're willing to exchange those parts out of saying, "Hey, it hasn't fit here with KP. It's not fitting for you right now. Berton's barely even playing. Dinwiddie's not playing well. Let's swap the parts out and see if we can get the better versions of you know of both sides." Both everybody who talked for the Mavs tonight, as far as like Nico, <clears throat> Mark Cuban to Brad and stuff, they all downplayed the fact that this deal was made because of Porzingis's availability. And it was more of for them. It's like no, he. It, this isn't about availability, which it it had. To, it is. It has. It, had to, to it has to factor in some way. It had right? to factor in some way. But I do think there's a basketball version of this. Is why they did this deal. They Nico said he's. I feel like we're a better team because they wanted two things. They wanted another ball handler and they wanted a shooter. And they feel like they got a shooter in Bertans. I get the shooting thing so far this season. But if you go back what a month ago, we're saying the same thing about Reggie Bullock. And now look how Reggie Bullock has turned it around. A guy that who, sh- who has shot 40% from three, you go back and look at Berton's, it's like, all right, this dude shoots 40% from three for four seasons, and now in 30-something games, he doesn't shoot 40%. We're like, oh, this dude sucks. He's Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh, that is a classic quote that I think we got better today that, that'll come back to haunt Nico Harrison if this trade if this if these guys do not play well right like I think that that's one of those I, quotes like when Cuban says our roster got considerably better over the offseason I could see that as one of those quotes uh but, but time time will tell if it is or not but yeah but yeah that so that's what the Mavs are getting out of these guys um now all of a sudden you have these contracts that you can trade let's say Dinwiddie does have an up year and all of a sudden what if he has some value what if he actually has you know turns into and has some value you take him plus Tim Hardaway Jr., plus, you know, some draft picks you can do in the offseason. And then all of a sudden, that's a package you can put together for a player out there that's, you know, on a max deal, that's disgruntled, that, you know, heck, a Bradley Beal, right? Like a Bradley Beal, you put some, you know, a bunch of picks together that you can trade in the offseason, a couple players that actually have some decent value, and then all of a sudden, you could turn it into a star player. And I think that's what that's where I land with this. If the Mavericks don't sign or don't figure out how to trade for a, an actual number two for Luca in this off season. I think that this, this trade is a little bit of a mistake, but we'll see. Mm. They have to figure out the big man spot. I mean, they're, they're playing with fire with this of they, when making this deal and not landing another big, it, they're committing to, all right, we're going to Dwight Powell as the rim roll. <laughs> yeah. We're going to play small. We're going to accept the fact that we're probably going to, you know, lose the rebounding battle some nights. We're going to get manhandled down low uh, if if we're throwing out Dwight as our center. And there's, t- there's times a- in this game against the Clippers where Zubats was, was handling him down low. They The Clippers really started trying to force feed him, uh, and it worked a lot of the time for them until Luka played him off the floor on the other end. Is there a chance that they're looking across the conference, though, and they're looking at, oh, what's the Raptors doing right now? Raptors haven't started a, a true center in how long? 
I mean, who's their bigs? Boucher, like, I mean, so, like they're Precious. they're rolling they're rolling a similar type of of team in this. Hey, we're gonna put ball handlers, creators out there. Let's score a lot of points. Let's like that's the direction that Dallas is leaning this season. Does it in, increase their odds to go to the finals? I, I don't know about that, but it, they're at least taking a different approach. Like that's that was the whole thing. It's like we we got fatigued, or at least I did. I got fatigued with the Porzingis experiment to where now they're going into the playoffs with a different approach to it. It's like, Hey, let's take a different type of swing instead of, well, we'll, will we even have our pieces and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't now the other pieces left over or what, what's going to be on the team. I thought one of the other telling things is we both tweeted out. He was asked about from Cali about the buyout market. Yeah. And Nico says, I think with us, I think we are set. Goran Dragic. Not becoming a Mav, but my mind didn't even go to Dragic first. My mind went to, oh, you're not even going to chase one of these like buyout centers? Like, you're not even going to try to, because, you know, a lot of that stuff's like back channel. Hey, we'll be, they know who's going to be available. We would be interested if uh, you got bought out, you know, like that. So that kind of, that kind of surprised me a little bit that I thought they would, and they still can, right? I mean, they still can. He could go back on that, but I thought they <laughs> might look into, you know, adding a big body out there of Cantor, Tristan Thompson, Robin Lopez, another body, but nope, guess not. Marquis Chris, <laughs> I mean, Marquis Chris, you know, left the game tonight. Uh, you know, they, little uh, they, little knee injury. We'll see sore, you know, what, soreness. what that looks like, but. All of a sudden, we've been talking about their centers for so long. They trade KP, they they wave Moses Brown, and now we're looking at you know Dwight, Boban, Maxi. <laughs> Willie's not on the team anymore. Yeah, Willie's uh, gone. It's like all right. The Mavs embrace. had seven centers to start the season, and now they got you know three and a half. <laughs> Dwight Powell outlasted them all again. <laughs> like, <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two and a half centers. I got Dwight, Chris, and then you got Maxi as the half, and Boban. I don't know if he counts as one of them because I'm not sure. You, I mean, he's not getting enough playing time to be one. Incredible moment of the broadcast tonight when Lucas talking to Harp and them. Boban walks over, pulls up his shirt, and points <laughs> at his jersey that says 51. And uh, I just love that guy. Oh, great stuff. There you go. That's our thoughts on the trade. You can listen to more on the emergency pod. Uh, Mavericks win a game. I mean, heck, we haven't done this. We haven't done this drop in a little bit, but. Um, I mean, great vibes, no, it's great vibes, like great vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great vibes, no, sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate. Vibes. There's a whole there's a whole Brunson conversation we need to have at the beginning of next week. Because that, that's one of the bigger storylines of today that I don't think a lot of people are talking about enough. And it is I know it was it felt like it kind of got decided on before of hey, they're not gonna you know trade Brunson. They they decided they're keeping him, all this stuff. But keeping him and committing to him, and even if they get him to stay, that's a huge commitment to make. That I mean, they're signing up for him to be one of the you know top three, four players on the team for the foreseeable future, and um, that that's a big that's a big decision for a second round pick three years ago. Absolutely huge. By the way, we talked about the Dory Vitty Smith extension on the emergency pod. It happened literally right when we were recording. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, go check that out. Guys, we'll be back for more post game on Saturday against the Clippers. Another rematch game. We'll break that one down. Then we'll be back, of course, on Monday for more. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Oh. Boom! Boom!